Welcome to the Preparing HR for Tomorrow audio series, where we're discussing hot topics to help you solve HR challenges. My name is Jan Seele. I'm in a workforce transformation consulting practice. I live in New York City. I'm joined here today by Yolanda Seals-Cofield, PwC's Chief People Officer. And we're going to talk about PwC's talent strategy and how PwC is reshaping its employee experience. Welcome, Yolanda. Thanks, Jan. It's so good to be with you today. Yolanda, I think it's fair to say the past two to three years have been busy times for any CHRO. The pandemic, social unrest, the great resignation, the rapid shift to remote and hybrid work, the economic slowdown now. But at the same time, we've also seen tremendous innovation and progress in the way our teams are working. I'm curious, in your role as our chief people officer, what stands out to you the most? What's most meaningful in your work personally today and over the past year or two? Thanks, Sean. It has been a really interesting time. And when we think about what we've endured in the past couple of years, you know, what I will say is what I love most about my job is my ability to work with and think about our people every single day. I'm incredibly passionate about our people. I'm passionate about development. And it's such a privilege to wake up every day thinking about that. What inspires me is the incredible strength and resilience and level of caring compassion that we've seen over the past two years. I mean, these have been incredibly challenging times and those challenges are more acute for some of our folks than for others. And the fact that as an organization, we've led with care, our people have led with care, they've demonstrated a tremendous amount of resilience and compassion is something that I find tremendously inspiring every single day. And so when you think about that and all that we've learned over the past two years, what's exciting for us is the opportunity to take those learnings, to take that resilience, to take that passion and start to think about our people strategy as we move forward. Yolanda, on that last point, our people strategy, you've hired me as your consultant on this journey. And that's part of the reason why you and I are having this conversation. Could you tell us a little bit about why PwC as a firm embarked on this journey in the first place and why we're doing it now? We are so fortunate. We have folks on your team. We have a tremendous internal team. And you're right, I have the privilege of leading this team of individuals who are doing something remarkable. And it is the privilege to lead the team because the team is what is dynamic and doing the work. We have found ourselves at this really interesting time in history. I do believe that fundamentally the relationship that we have with work has changed. And I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that that change is going to change the way that we work going forward. And so as we set out on this journey, we found ourselves looking at a couple of interesting issues. We saw the declining college enrollment, and we know that college enrollment is a key source of talent for organizations like ours, and those numbers continue to decline. We saw the rapidly declining workforce, particularly in the U.S., and that decline was accelerated by the pandemic as we saw more retirements and the like. And so we set out to really force ourselves to imagine what it means to be a PwC professional in the future. And we brought in incredible folks like you and your team. And we spent a ton of time really challenging ourselves to reimagine what the people experience needs to be that will enable us to continue to attract, retain, and develop the talent that we need to serve our clients today to support the growth of the firm in the future. And so setting out with these very interesting headwinds, with this very different relationship with work, and challenging ourselves to think about how we're going to be an attractive place for talent in the future was something that we took on. And it has yielded this incredible 
people strategy that is rooted in creating more choice and more personalization and giving people more agency to grow and develop the way that they want to in the firm and and giving them that flexibility that they need to manage their work lives, their professional lives, and being agile enough to change as their needs change over time in both those areas. Yolanda, you're basing this people strategy and the experience for people on four key pillars. Could you maybe unpack each of those pillars a little bit more for our audience? Absolutely. You know, it's not a mistake, or I should say it is by design that we start our strategy with the well-being pillar. And part of what we really undertook as we started this initiative was focusing in on how we create an environment that is flexible, that is agile, that is rooted in providing our people with the well-being and support that they need to manage their lives as their lives continue to grow and develop over time. So well-being is a core part of our people strategy. Total rewards. We know that compensation and benefits are always going to be important to our people. We also know that comp and benefits alone are not going to inspire people to stay with the firm and to grow with the firm in the way that we need to serve our clients. So we want to make sure that we are building a reward and a benefit strategy that is dynamic and will support our people as their needs and their lives evolve and change. Development. Development is a key part of this strategy. And one of the amazing things in terms of our legacy as a firm is we develop talent. And whether those individuals stay with us for the entirety of their career or whether they go out and take that talent into the industry and serve other organizations, we wanted to make sure that any people strategy that we developed really doubled down on our growth and development culture. And a big part of that growth and development culture as we think about our My Plus strategy is giving people more agency and more say over how they grow and over how they develop in the organization. So we want to be an organization where someone can start day one and take this very linear path and spend their entire career here and serve our clients well and have dynamic and incredible opportunities. We also want to be a place where someone can come in try something, zigzag, try something else, continue to grow and develop skills along the way that are going to make them the type of professional that they want to be. We want to be a place that can support both. So development is a core part. And then the fourth part of our strategy is really about life after PwC. And it's about creating a dynamic and engaging alumni network so that we stay connected with our former colleagues as they go out and do incredible things in other organizations, that we provide them access to lifetime learning and access to one another in a way that is meaningful and supports them for the rest of their career. Yolanda, thank you for these. Let's maybe give some examples of what we're working on. For example, leadership. In the research we've done, Leadership came out as one of the key drivers for not only engagement of our people, but also for the quality of the work that we're doing and the feedback that we're getting from our clients in terms of the value that PwC is bringing to us. Can you talk a little bit about the Leaders in Action series that we've started? Yes, we're super, super proud of our Leaders in Action series. And you're absolutely right, Jan, as we went out to build this strategy, a core part of how we built the strategy was by listening to our people. We talked to thousands of our employees. We talked to thousands of our partners. We talked to academics. We talked to clients. And we really wanted to understand what we needed to provide from a people experience in order to drive the type of professionals that we need to support our clients and to support our firm. And a big insight that came across the board was the need to focus in on what it means to be a great leader. And what it means to be a great leader at every level in the organization. So we think of leaders as those who lead great teams. And of course, that level of leadership is important. 
But we also wanted to make sure that we recognize that everyone at every level in the organization has the opportunity to engage and act as a leader, has the opportunity to lead with empathy and to lead with care and to listen to their people. And so we set out to hear from other great leaders across different aspects of society around what it means to be a great leader. So we started this conversation with lessons from the locker room and we went out and had an incredible conversation with a man who has coached for over 40 years and with some of his former players to talk about what it means to be a great leader and what can we learn from lessons from the court and lessons from the locker room around what great leadership looks like. We learned about what it means to be an accountable leader, what it means to be a part of a team, what it means to be a great coach and what it means to be a great coachee. We then went out and spoke to someone to give us some lessons from the green room on what it means to lead courageously and inclusively, particularly during turbulent and uncertain times where our need to be courageous and inclusive leaders are that much more important. And how do we get the best out of these incredible, diverse and dynamic teams that we have in our organization by embracing what it means to be inclusive and embracing what it means to lead courageously? We have three more sessions coming up. The next one is really centered around well-being and what it means to be an empathetic leader who focuses in on the well-being of the members of his or her team. So these lessons have been incredible and they're great opportunities to bring our people together, to have engaging conversations, to learn from people who are living it every day, who are walking the walk every day, and for each of us to build our own toolkit as we all continue to grow and develop as leaders in our organization. And this framework now is underpinned by work that's still ongoing as we're revisiting how we're defining leadership, professional development framework, individualized curriculum to build your individual leadership capabilities and also how we're evaluating our people. Yolanda, another point I wanted to address, you mentioned the research and the listening we did, and we had some fun with it. We created a boredom index. We created an aggravation index as we talked about with our people about what makes them stay, what makes them leave. We asked people, what makes your dream job? And coming out of this, we really doubled down on the notion of creating an agile talent marketplace internally to provide people with greater access to those dream jobs, or at least jobs that are close to their dreams. Can you talk a little bit more about the philosophy behind that and the roadmap we have for this? Absolutely. And the talent marketplace is going to be a core part of how we bring our people experience to life. And so if you think about what we are driving, we're creating an experience where people have more agency and more control over how they grow and develop while they're with this firm. And a key part of that requires that we provide people with transparency about the levels of opportunities that are available to them. We provide people with transparency around the types of skills and learning that they need in order to access those opportunities. And then we create a truly dynamic marketplace where people can go in, see what's available, raise their hand and say, I am interested in learning and growing in a different way and provide our leaders, our partners who are creating these opportunities for people with access to a broad marketplace of talent. We no longer want to live in a day where you are only tapped for an assignment if you are sitting out someone's virtual or literal door. We want to live in a world where our people can go out, explore the marketplace, determine what areas are of interest to them, spend the time and invest in themselves to develop the skills that they need to explore those areas, and then raise their hand and go out and experience the firm in a different way. That's a truly dynamic marketplace where people are able to grow and develop in a way that's meaningful to them, and we're able to serve the needs of our clients. If we're able to achieve that level of marketplace with that level of transparency, 
then the ability to grow and develop in this firm is limitless. And the ability to serve our clients with dynamic and diverse teams of intellectually curious individuals will be limitless. And so that talent marketplace is the cornerstone of how this strategy really comes together. Yolanda, can you comment on the approach we took on this journey? You've mentioned the research already. What are some other highlights that stood out to you on this journey and maybe some lessons learned that you would recommend to our listeners to pay attention to as they're embarking on a similar journey? You and I both speak to CHROs and chief people officers every week. We know that other organizations are thinking about their people strategy and thinking about the experience, the people experience that they need to provide in order to attract and retain and develop the talent that they need to grow their businesses. I will tell you, one of the things that we learned very early on was the importance of listening. And so we went out early on in our strategy and we listened to our people. We found different channels to create the listening opportunities for our people, whether that's bringing people together in group sessions and focus groups, whether that's the countless one-on-one -on -one conversations that we had with our people and with experts, whether that's bringing people together for dynamic sessions where we invited them to be innovative and think of all of their ideas that they would employ to create the experience that we want for our people. Listening to our folks was so critical. And I'll say to you, Jan, we haven't stopped listening to our people. So a big part of our people strategy is ensuring that we have these listening tools embedded along the way. So we have rolled out things like team polling to enable our partners to hear from their people in real time. We have my feedback that is rolling out to allow all of us to get that upward and peer feedback that we need to grow and develop. We've continued to have these sort of listening channels and have a series of activators, these incredibly dynamic employees who are out there bringing our strategy to life every day in an active way. So a big part of our strategy was about listening and a big part of how we're bringing this strategy to life in the future also involves listening. So if I could give anyone any advice, it is start with listening and hearing from your people. What our people need in all of our organizations will vary. There is no one size fits all solution within PwC and certainly not as we look across various industries and sectors. But listening to our people has been the most valuable part of this journey for us. Jan, another thing that we've learned along the way and I think is invaluable is the need to look across all of our business processes. So we talk about our people strategy, our My Plus journey as both a digital and a cultural transformation. And a big part of the digital transformation is building the technology and the tools that are going to enable this people experience that we're driving and allow people to have a seamless and sort of this frictionless, you talked a lot during our work around frictionless experience. But there's also this cultural transformation. And a big part of the cultural transformation is looking across all of our current business processes and determining which of our processes are enabling our strategy and which of our processes, quite frankly, are hindering our strategies. There are things that organizations like ours do every day because we've been doing them for 10, 20, 30, or even 170 years. This is a fantastic opportunity and time for us to look at those processes. The outcomes are still important, but how we get there may need to change if we're building a people strategy that enables greater flexibility, that enables greater agency for growth and development for our people. So looking across our business practices, determining which ones are supportive of our strategy, determine which ones need to be modified in order to accelerate our strategy is something that I think organizations may want to spend a good deal of time doing. 
the interesting thing about that is I'm not even sure you know how to find all of your business practices. We certainly didn't. And so we adopted, with your help, this framework around moments that matter. And so we looked across the people experience for all those moments that matter, whether it's how we recruit individuals on campus or out in the experienced market, all the way through how people are retiring and leaving our firm. What are the various moments that matter for our people and what are the various processes, business processes, people processes that impact those moments. And then as you dissect and work through each of those, determining which ones are supportive of the strategy that you're building and which ones are serving as a hindrance to that strategy. So doing that hard work, and it is hard and it is laborious, will be so critical to setting your strategy up for success as you go forward. I think building on that, Yolanda, we're then making determinations as to where are we going to go with our core HCM system? Where are we going to use best of breed technology or where are we going to build custom user interfaces to really maximize the experience of our employees? No, that's exactly right. And it's created this great opportunity for us to comb the market and find out what's out there, what technologies exist that we can leverage and integrate pretty seamlessly and also where it doesn't exist at all. And there's certainly elements of our digital strategy that do not exist. And so we will need to build those. And luckily, we have an incredible team of professionals who can help us do that. But going out and figuring out how you create a tech-enabled, easy solution where our people on any given day through the use of just their telephones are managing their people experience and every aspect of the people experience is our end goal around this strategy. Love it. In closing, just reflecting on that journey that you're on, how are you measuring success now as you're in the midst of that journey? And then one, two, three years out, how will you know that you've been successful in it? That's a great question. And we're spending a lot of time thinking about how to measure our success. What are the right measurements to use? What are the right KPIs and the like? So there's a couple of approaches that we're taking. One, we're looking at adoption. So part of our MyPlus strategy has been to roll out what we are calling our building blocks along the way. This is a three-year journey and there are intentional building blocks that we are introducing along the way. And so a big part of how we're measuring success is looking to see how our people are adopting and leaning into the strategy. And that's providing some great insight. It helps us understand where our strategy is working. It helps us understand where we need to spend a little bit more time and reevaluate some of what we're offering to make sure we're getting the right outcomes. The other thing that we're looking to do is determine whether or not our organization is healthier. How are we going to evaluate whether or not our well-being efforts, our benefits efforts are working with our people? That's a much harder thing to measure. So we'll look at things like retention. We'll look at things like talent attraction. And we've had some good data with respect to that. But we also want to go out and listen to our people. So we sort of come back to where we started the strategy, which is we're going to rely on our people to tell us whether or not we are hitting the mark, whether or not we are creating an environment where well-being and flexibility are becoming more and more of a cornerstone of what we're doing, whether or not we're providing our people with the right growth and development opportunities for them to be successful, whether or not we're giving our people the types of rewards and benefits that they need at various stages in their lives. And if we're not, then help us understand what more we can do. So we're looking at adoption. We're listening to our people to know where we're doing it well and where we need to adjust. And we're obviously looking at sort of very clear external measures around client satisfaction, employee engagement, attractiveness, retention, and the like. Yolanda, it's so great to talk to you. Thank you again so much for your insights and your wisdom. And have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Jan. So that's our show for today. For more information on these topics, please visit purelyc.com 
where you can explore additional topics in the Preparing HR for Tomorrow series. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.